right, it is time for our weekly saddling up to the bar. Welcome in to the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Oh, oh I got to do this. This is Meg, the thing. I'm sorry. You look <laughs> like my you first have, time. You, it looks like you have a Virginia Slim in your hand, too, which is terrific. All right. <laughs> welcome in. My name is Louis Rabot. You are very used to uh, Mike Adolfo being in this seat, but Mike is off whitewater rafting in West Virginia. Megan Devine, last time you went white rider rafting, go. Oh, oh, family vacation uh, in Lake George like 15 years ago. All right. I've never I been. Think. I don't know how, but I would definitely go. Kevin Kirstein is with us to start the show from Woo-hoo! Churchill Downs. We thank him very much for jumping on on what had to have been a, a pretty wild day over at the track. Um, Kevin, not a wild guy, but Kevin, how are you? I'm great. I haven't been whitewater rafting, so uh, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I would ever want to go whitewater rafting okay. either. Just sort of not my MO. There it is. All right. I'd fall in. <laughs> so, of course, you can find the show on Twitter at Horse Race, at uh, Horse Happy Hour, excuse me. And then you can find Kevin on Twitter. I'm sure many, many people who listen to the show also follow Kevin at Horse Racing KK. Um, he's also one of the hosts of Inside Churchill Downs every Friday at 6 p.m. on ESPN 680-1057, where you will hear our pre and post uh, Oaks and Derby shows. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, happy to have a fellow ESPN Louisvilleer in the uh, Louisvillian, I guess, ESPN Louisvillian. Is that what we're doing? Is that it? E- ESPN it sounds good. Six eighty or six eighty or six eighty or I like it. And so and right, Kevin so. too. If you follow him on online, you'll see he is uh, an excellent follower because number one, he's an excellent guy. Um, I love his wife like almost maybe more than you, Kevin, but I still love you too. Um, but he often has videos of all the big uh, mm-hmm. horses in the big races on the backside, which is super cool. So it gives you like an inside look into racing there. And some people uh, give me grief on there about not showing videos of horses training and having really? them on the backside instead. But we won't go there. Uh, <laughs> Wait, people but, on Twitter know, are critical? If they're, listen- what? if they're listening to the show, you know, I, I, I know your tweets and you didn't tag me in them, but I saw it. It's okay. <laughs> I accept the criticism. That's my favorite thing to do, though, is to like the tweets of the trolls. Like when they, they don't have the balls to tag you in it, but like you see it anyways, I just go through and like them just to let them know that like, I am watching, you know? I am aware. I am mega divine and I am aware. Uh, <laughs> I'm <that's> everywhere. <laughs> well, good. Well, Kevin, welcome to the show. Uh, we ask everyone who joins the happy hour, what is your adult beverage of choice? Uh, I would have to say Woodford on the rocks. Okay. Just so you're a bourbon, bourbon guy. I'm not, right. a, I'm not a big drinker. I used mm-hmm. to be. And then uh, my wife would like to have a couple of cocktails and I didn't want to be caught in that predicament. It was sort of before the Uber and right. all those ride sharing services. And so, you know, I would always play DD. And so I would always you know, get a Coke on the rocks and, uh, and let her drink and have fun. And so I've, I like to party with a bourbon or two, you know, maybe once or twice a year. And then I always like to celebrate after the Derby with a mint julep. So I'll, I'll have a mint julep after the Derby. And, uh, those are, you know, probably three times a year is when I like to tie one on. If you're interested on brand for you, (laughs) I I have to be, I have to be. (laughs) Oh, he's been on the show for eight seconds. All right. So I'm uh, not crushing. I'm loving on it. If you want to change your, your routine, Kevin, you can come join us at 10 AM for a mint julep right before the Oaks. Just a thing you could do. There you go. He's not working or anything. Yeah. There's nothing going on. weekend. The best part about this though, is that, uh, you are congratulations expecting your first child. So now you have like nine months of not having to be the TV. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's way longer than that, by the way. <laughs> I, I did have a beer last night. We did find out we did one of those gender reveals, which oh. I've never heard of before. You did? 
And so we did it last night, and I had a beer afterwards. So take that as you will. I haven't told my parents yet, so I can't officially give it out on the oh, show. That was I'll such know. a tease. It was. <laughs> I got to tell them in a couple of days, but I had a drink We're not after listen I found to this. out what, are you what it was. <laughs> so you can guess what it is. All right. Well, Kevin's having it's a girl, girl, just so everyone knows. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. So, um, so Although it might have been a shot Megan's, something. Megan's <laughs> actually surrounded by old dads on this show. And, um, and so, Kevin, I have to ask – this happens to every first time parent. What is the piece of advice you're already tired of hearing? Um, stop gambling. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to get a new job. Oh, man. Yeah. And move uh, yeah. to a new city. <laughs> oh, that's terrible advice. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. And I'm like, look, it, I've gambled more since I found out that we were expecting than when I had before. <laughs> and so I don't think that's going to oh, stop. That's, that's amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, all right, that's awesome. Okay, I oh, I thought that was going a different direction. That's terrific. All right, <laughs> I love well, it. good. Well, Kevin, we're having you on on a really advantageous day, and, and a day that, frankly, a lot of people around the Commonwealth are um, excited, wondering what's going to happen next. But it was announced today that the, the the plan that was submitted to the governor here in Kentucky for the Kentucky Derby was okayed in some form, and we will have spectators at the Derby. I think there was a little bit of um, a couple of things that gave that away. U of L moving there. They're opener to Wednesday so that there could be a Thurby crowd. Um, Ellis Park getting the okay for a 50% capacity. It would be really hard for Ellis not to have on-track um, on track money. But just give us an idea, and, and you can go back a couple months. What's it been like not having fans, the prospect of not having fans at the Derby? What did that feel like as a guy who's at Churchill all the time, um, just is there all the time? And, and frankly, you're in promotion, right? I mean, you're in publicity. So uh, just, just kind of walk us through that. You know, it's sort of been interesting. I've always had the confidence in the world from – our track president, Kevin Flannery, who has all along said, we're going to hold Derby in the most responsible way possible with fans. And so that has been the plan all along, right. uh, even, you know, when that quarantine period started, you know, going back to early March when we announced the Derby postponement. And I stayed home for 45, 46 days before I even yeah. saw the Twin Spires. And, you know, I'm sort of used to being there six, seven days a week. I always stop by, especially when the backside opens right. in mid-March. And so... You know, I'm, I'm there every morning training, even on my off days. And just because I, I just love it. And what else am I supposed to do when I wake up at four in the morning? So uh, it's been so strange in the mornings because, you know, typically you see jocks agents around and you'll see a, a photographer here or there. You'll maybe see, you know, a couple of members of the media around. And that's just been nothing in the morning for training. And then in the afternoons, you know, we just allowed owners to be able to come. We just right. got approved to be able to have owners to come. And so there's still only, you know, probably 20 to 30 owners that come per day of racing. And so it's when you have the horses turned for home and especially at a, you know, a couple of stakes races that we've right. held this right. meet, you don't hear anything. You don't even really hear grooms cheering. You don't hear trainers cheering. As you know, there's a lot of trainers that, you know, aren't vocal when they root on their horses. Right. Uh, and it's just been very odd. And I've caught myself, you know, trying to snap here or there for, you know, a bet that I've made and I'm, literally looking around me and I'm the only one that's making any noise. And so it's just been very weird hearing the echoes of Travis stone and no crowd cheering, but you know, it's almost in the daily routine now that we're used to this. And man, I can't tell you how much I miss people there, mm -hmm. even though we're in this daily routine of, we're sort of used to it of going on 22 days of the spring meet right now. And so it's, it's not fun. I would rather have the place be, you know, packed to the gills and have, all my friends there from the media and, you know, the racing office and things like that. But, you know, it just couldn't happen right now. We wish it could have, but it, it just couldn't happen right now. And, 
it's going to be a, a welcome sight, I think, on Derby Week when we first get fans back. I One had, of the things go ahead, Megan, sorry. that's always so, you know, interesting in, in working those big events. And I mean, you see it more. So Kevin is like, I feel like crowds and people is something, especially that horsemen complain about a lot of the time and, and people too, but now we kind of find ourselves wishing that they were there, that it's almost too empty without them. So the, it's a very interesting contrast of our view now as compared to what it was in the past couple of years. I yeah, had a little you know, bit of, a, of this, Kevin. I, 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 along with Caleb Keller from TVG, I think I was the only credentialed media for the Jeff Ruby stakes on March 14th because that was right when they shut down fans and they refunded Kevin, everyone. This is when we say humble brag and nope, then everyone no, has to no, drink. That's not, yep, 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 yep. Megan, that's it's my job. It's a rule of the show. <laughs> so everyone drink. There we go. So now, Louis, and it was, continue. and I just remember walking out to the track for the the finish of the first race that we saw, race two or something. There's just no noise, and it's just jockeys going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And with that, with that synthetic track there, especially, it's just no noise. I mean, just it was very bizarre, and I totally understand your uh, your feeling about just it's supposed to be some supposed to be someone in the back. The only person who bet on the five because they like green <laughs> went off at twenty eight to one, right? And some annoying woman, like you know, thirty rows up, and you know, just yelling in the background, and you're like, you didn't you didn't really cap that horse, you just or your favorite on. type of degenerate uh, that like roots for one horse all the way, and well, then like at the sixteenth pole changes to another horse. You know, he's like five, 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 one, and you're like, wait, right. what? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, my boy. favorite. Well, Kevin. <laughs> mentioned snapping for his horses i'm putting a twitter poll up because now i gotta know what is your yeah. go-to way of getting your horse down the stretch snapping can you can you visualize you know. it for us kevin like can i see oh. what <laughs> i'm like, a smoocher too are you oh okay there, yeah, it is. Like a, there you go there yep All right. at the okay. same time right. we gotta have that oh, I'm, I'm a snapper yeah. too I, okay. I tend to do this if i get really excited i go to the whip Whoa! Random guest appearance. Look at this guy. Oh my gosh! Hello. Nope. Nope. <laughs> He's he is in the middle of nowhere in West Virginia. He is I mean, deep like, in West Virginia. Deep in West Virginia. <laughs> like like toothbrushes are not allowed. Where are you, Mike? I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't either. Surprise. I think Kevin was going to say something. Go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> so okay, does, well, the show does that to you. We're going to turn the question back on you. What is your what what is your go to? Me personally? For cheering a horse on. Yeah. Like, we're snapping. Kevin's a smoocher. I'm a yeller. I'm a yeller. You're a yeller? I'm a yeller. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the coach. You know, the coach is a yeller. I'm a, I'm a yelling coach. Um, so I think, yeah, that's that's my go-to is yelling. It's a pretty, um, pretty big deal, coach. It's not a big deal. You're representing deal, but, um, your team today. I am representing my team. You know? Go Wolverines. Yeah. There you go. The um, <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Kevin uh, has to get to bed. So let's get uh, let's keep moving. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Let's keep moving forward here and go ahead with uh, some of those stakes races that are happening this weekend. One of those weekends where you just met, you hate not being at the track. Uh, tremendous weekend, the Stephen Foster weekend. Um, so, Kevin, uh, one of the great two-year-old races in the country, uh, the Bastard Manor leading off the stakes races this weekend. Uh, for two-year-olds, of course, six furlongs on the dirt, $100,000 a grade three. Um, recent winners include Ten City, who we'll talk about at Belmont, actually, um, and then uh, Classic Empire, of course. And... Um, does Kevin off the top of his head know who's tied with five wins all time in this race as a trainer? There's two of them. It's got to be Asmussen. Oh, yeah. And McPeaks won the Philly race. I love this. Oh, gosh. I, sh I need to know this. I didn't know that there was trivia. Sorry, Kevin. I didn't. No, I've got it. <laughs> He's in publicity for Churchill Downs. You know, I'm just doing my job. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think Kenny has a couple of victories in this race. I'm going to say Kenny and Steve. Okay, it's actually the coach. So Dwayne Lucas has oh, it's five. Wayne. Oh, okay, okay. And then, uh, and then Steve's got five. So my question to you, Kevin, does Steve get the record here with Casadero? Yes. Okay. Uh, I agree. I agree. It's, yeah. You're going to find that my selections for these stakes are chalky, and I, and it's sort, it's sort of like what Megan dealt with today on TVG. It's, it's you know, got to leave lead with the chalk i think because there are so many impressive horses that are going to be in this all stakes pick four sequence and in this late pick five that we're going to have and you know if you're a gambler you just gotta bet it a couple of dollars and right. try and hit it for two three dollars but anyway uh casadero who has arguably been one of the more impressive steve asmussen debut runners this meet he's had a number of two-year-olds in his barn and I think the best is yet to fire on Saturday earlier in the card in race number five. And so, you know, okay. just keep an eye on that one. But Casadero is a half to one of my favorite horses of uh, recent years, almost famous, who is now retired at Joel Burns' mom's farm in Virginia. Cool <laughs> OTTB story with him. And so uh, he was trained by Pat Byrne. And uh, it's one of my favorite earliest memories of when I started working at Churchill Downs. So this is a half to him. He's very precocious. And when this horse won on his debut, you can – don't really get much reaction from Steve. Usually he's a whistler when he whistles, uh, when he roots on his horses, he's a whistler. I love that you know that. (laughs) Oh yeah. I I have so much respect for this man. It's unbelievable. And he, and this horse went at five to one. And I can tell you, Steve probably bought a few horses at OBS the next week because of that, because I know he really liked this horse. And uh, you know, look there, all of these horses in this race are debut winners. Every single one of these horses are debut winners. And so, you know, usually when you see a, you know, a two-year-old with some race experience, you know, they're going to always have, you know, better experience uh, with getting to the gate. And, you know, most of these horses won't be running on the first Saturday in May next year, but you can always have that hope um, as we've seen with Classic Empire. And so uh, I don't know if this horse will be running on the first Saturday in May next year, but I do think he's precocious enough and, and fast enough that he'll be gunning right from the gate and can lead this field gate to wire. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. I think he's he's definitely the horse to beat in here. And, you know, yeah, you have a horse like the five herd immunity who's coming in from California, but I just don't think the level, uh, the race that they ran and that they won, right, it, it matches up to what Casadero has done. So chalky there, but like you said, sometimes you just got to take the win and, and run with it. All right, Megan, what does Casadero mean in Spanish? Go. I don't know, Louis. Louis speaks... Kevin, you have to know this. So he speaks oh. like 17 languages. Not important. Like, oh my gosh. It's not important. <laughs> it does. Yes, it is important. So Look his name. being all bashful. <laughs> his name, his name is, is, is something, Casador, something like that. Essentially, his name means hunter. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, hunter. Well, learn something new every day. There you go. He's something you didn't hunting need. a win in the bashford manner. Just uh, knocked out the... the some kind of knowledge that you actually needed. But uh, we'll move on to the fleur de lis here. Nine <laughs> for logs on the dirt. Great to 200K. Um, this feels like a great one. Goodness gracious. Um, four and up, uh, Phillies and yeah. Mills, of course. Past winners of this race, elite blue prize, Royal Delta, Rachel Alexandra. The list goes on. It's really a remarkable, wow. remarkable That's race. Quite really, a list. yeah, tradi- just uh, and, uh, essentially, this is a race that is a very good predictor for who's going to show up in the distaff. And so, um, look, we get Midnight Visa, we get Serengeti Empress here. I think everyone's really excited. It's always a crapshoot to figure out if Serengeti Empress to see if she's going to get up, she's going to get loose up front or not. Right. It's essentially, um, you know, so on Jeff Ruby stakes day, she won the, uh, was that the Azari down at, Oh gosh. Yeah. Down at, um, down in Louisiana. And um, I just remember sitting there and like, Oh, they let her loose on the front. This is over, you know? And so um, question to you, Kevin, does she get loose on the front? Um, would 
Bizu let her do that? Is there a third horse here? Because I personally think there's a third horse here. Uh, I think she's as loose as loose can get in this race. And yeah. so I just don't think, you know, either any of the other fillies are fast enough. I know Mike Smith and BC will probably be sitting a perfectly stalking trip just in that second flight. But, um, you know, she's so dangerous when she gets loose like this. And, um, you know, Bisu, although she hasn't run since February, and we all know the circumstances with the with the Saudi Cup of the trip that she's gotten over there. And Steve Atkinson has been so high on this horse and described her as the best horse in the world. So he thinks the world of her and her works to me appear like she's ready to run right. in this race. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that she needs one, but you know, her goal is the distaff or, or the breeder's cup as Steve Askewson said, right. but you know, Serengeti is just as loose as loose gets. And so when you're trying to gamble on this race, you know, it's, it's almost like, well, if Serengeti stubs her toe, obviously it's Bisu's race to lose. So what kind of chaos could happen after that? Or, you know, if you're playing a pick four or pick five and both of these horses stub their toes, this thing blows the pool out of the water. Right. Uh, but I just can't see it happening with any of these other horses in the race. I think, you know, like a horse like Chocolate Kisses is going to probably Declan Carroll will ride her to get a piece of things. You know, she's a she's a great three winner, but, you know, trying to get a piece of things in here. I just don't think that any of these other horses that are going to, you know, try and pressure Serengeti up front and BC is going to get that perfect run in second and, uh, you know, if that's not going to happen, then I'm probably going to lose, but, uh, it'll probably blow the, the pick four, pick fives out of the water. Yeah, it really will. And then that's something too, I'm glad you mentioned that, that, you know, the way that, um, Bizu has been training all that. Cause that's something that I don't know that all of our listeners know about you, Kevin, is that you're out there in the mornings much of the time with, uh, with clocker extraordinaire and, and, horse player john nichols uh watching don't make his head inflate too much. Track. <laughs> <laughs> you know i love him too much so i will but uh <laughs> except for the one time fun story for you here is uh it was a couple of years back and i was so exhausted from the many things that i was doing i guess humble brag but i was working tvg i had to do uh nbc stuff or whatever and i time fell asleep time. in I'm between big time Megan Divine. in between the break one morning at the works because we were like paused or whatever and i was so cold i think i was sick at the time too i wrapped myself in a camera bag and I was just like a gray blob sleeping. And John Nichols took a picture of me. No <laughs> I'm pretty way. Sure, I'm pretty sure he made a joke meme. I'll tweet it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, I love John except for that terrible. one yeah. moment. <laughs> the best part is, so John does this all the time because <laughs> the clockers that we have at Churchill, they're all retired trainers and they're all above the demographic of the show. Uh, Pete Vestal, <laughs> right. who is a great trainer, John Robertson and Don Winfrey. I mean, these guys are a wealth of knowledge plus John Nichols. And so, yeah. you know, typically it's, it's early. Shut and up. so John's, John's the, the, the kid of the bunch. And so he, he always <laughs> likes to send me pictures of those guys taking a nap at the break and he'll put some caption on them. And so I'm glad that he caught you, Megan, sleeping yeah. uh, and, and joining the well, club. I really, I mean, despite me being a 20 something year old, I really am an old lady, like We're in a young woman's body. Quickly, yeah. yeah, exactly. So very, I mean, you say old. it's your bedtime. I'm on the West coast. It's 530. <laughs> I'm ready for bed too. So <laughs> oh. I do. I did not get a nap today. So. All right. So this Megan, uh, just, just real quick. Um, do you agree with Kevin's assessment of this race? Do you think this is, I, cause Sarah, I mean, this is Churchill Downs. She runs great here. I mean, you know, is she going to get loose? You think? Um, is she, well, I think there's two separate questions here. Is, is she going to get loose? Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, I mean, I think the only other speed we possibly see 
go Google yourself from the inside, although I don't think it's really valid. And then Motion to Motion right. um, from the outside has had some before when she was previously trained by Tom Vanberg, but hasn't shown that same precocity since she's been in the Bard of Richard Baltus, at least at the graded stakes level. So um, is she going to be loose on the lead? Probably. I do think she's faster than the rest of them here. Um, it's interesting to me that Midnight Bizu, you know, I think the point being made that she isn't peaking for this race could be valid, although I would take her over Serengeti Empress, I think, going head-to-head. So I I would be more on the Bizu team, but it would make sense to me if they are running this race expecting a good result, but not necessarily putting themselves all in to win it. But I think maybe the same case could be said for Serengeti Empress. I mean, wouldn't that be the goal for her as well? So I I don't know what to do here, but I'm probably on the Bizu team. Uh, Unfortunately, that gets me a three to five morning line. Yeah, right. I do. One thing Kevin said that I really agree with is I think Chocolate Kisses is the third horse here. And Mm -hmm. I I think that there's a chance that maybe Bizu's just not ready or something. And actually, Chocolate Kisses sneaks into that exacta. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's just Sarah Ampers, too. I mean, Kevin, maybe you can speak to this, but she is such a. I mean, Bizu is is class. You look at her, she exudes class for a classic type of a, a filly or mare. But Serengeti Empress, I mean, especially before the Kentucky Oaks, Tommy was actually took me into the stall when I was doing the stuff with NBC and he said, Megan, come look at this horse. And she is a beast. Like she is built like a cult. I mean, she is something to look at. So I, I have so much respect for her and obviously for the connections too, but she is uh, has earned every single accolade I think that uh, that she's given wouldn't you agree oh absolutely you know it's funny so the other day we do extended paddock schooling for mm-hmm. after training and so there's a ton of horses in the paddock at, at once and including Midnight Bisu and Serengeti Empress and so you know when they're going over in paddock schooling you know you untrained eye you don't really know who's who but mm-hmm. you know I was in the paddock and I was standing in front of the stall that Bisu was in and then none of Tom Amos's assistant or his foreman came to the uh, paddock for Serengeti Empress. And so she's walking over there and she's sort of darker bay with just a small star on her head. And she doesn't really have, you know, that much of a marking. And uh, so I, Bisu is about to walk back and I walk out of the paddock and uh, a couple of people are on the side of the paddock watching. And they said, is that Serengeti Empress right there? And I said, no, I think that's, you know, it's not her. I don't see any of Amos's people. And then uh-huh. all of a sudden I got with Tom. I said, did she paddock school today? And he said, yeah. And I'm like, man, she is just massive. Right. And, yeah. uh, and exactly right. She looks like a colt, but she's actually as sweet of a horse as you can be around too. And so, yeah. uh, and, but which, which makes her really cool. But, uh, yeah, she's definitely got the size door and Bisu is more that, you know, classy racy looking type. And so yeah, it's going to is. be, a it's you know they're two classy fillies going to throw it down and, and the winner of this race gets an automatic berth into the uh the longines this staff so right. uh you know yep. they get their their entry feed paid on on saturday and the the one other horse too because i i think this is such a great race we've spoken a couple of times on the show about how you know unfortunately the way that racing is we don't get to really build that fan base for horses a lot of the time especially male horses that are right. maybe on the kentucky derby trail or whatever else because they retire they go to stud, go to stud yeah. but I think this is a great race because you've got so many fans of Serengeti Empress. You've got so many fans of Midnight Bizu. And one horse that you might not know about so much is the Seven Motion Emotion, who is, she's had some really great races in her career, but being back at the barns with her before the Kentucky Oaks um, last year, she is the only horse in my 20 years around horses. And maybe there will be some horse people that will jump up and say, my horse did the same thing. I have never seen a horse love their blanket 
like she does. And I'll tweet out the video that I took. But you she, mentioned this to me. That's right. Yeah, 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 she. I've never seen a horse do this before. It was when she was with Tom um, Vanberg, but hmm. he took the blanket and he just showed it to her, and she perked up like a kid with their blanket. Like I've never seen anything like this in my entire oh. twenty years of horses. So oh. I think it's just so cool that so many of these fillies and mares that are showing up in this race at Churchill Downs, like what a cast of characters for you guys to have for this prestigious race. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's not the biggest field in the world, but it's, you know, there's so many fun storylines and, uh, and fun horses in this. And, you know, you did mention with the speed with motion emotion and she was pretty quick when she worked the other day, when she went to the pole with Julian Leperu. And so, uh, she went like 23 flat, I think to, for the first quarter. And so you know, maybe she'll show a little bit of that, but, uh, you know, I just, I, so I haven't seen it recently. And, uh, and, and she really, you know, I wasn't sure what Richie Baltus was going to do with this horse because she was entered at uh, Delaware the other day and right. she scratched out of that race. And so I'm sort of glad that she stayed home to, to fill out this field. But uh, yeah, if she can turn that sort of form back to when she was with Bamberg, maybe she'll show a little bit of pace pressure, but I just don't know if she's fast enough for Serengeti. So sweet and skilled fillies and mares that we have going for the Florida Lee. <laughs> there you go. And so then that leads, of course, into the, uh, the main event. And that's debatable with the card or with the uh, the... The, the Phillies in their previous race, but the Stephen Foster stakes four and up nine furlongs on the dirt, half a million bucks in this one. That's down from 600 K last year, but that's certainly just a sign of 2020 eight horses. Five of them won their last time out. One ran second. The other two ran third. Um, this is a loaded field. Tom's day taught uh, by my standards. Owen Dale is Kevin is our winner in that group of three. If not, who's that fourth horse? Uh, I believe it is, and I think it's Owendale. And the one thing that's worrisome in this race is, is there going to be enough pace for Owendale? And so, uh, you know, there's sort of a question mark with, will anyone go with Pirate's Punch, who looks to be the controlling speed of this race? And uh, with Mike Smith getting aboard this horse, who maybe isn't as fast as those three favorites that you mentioned, but, you know, could be dangerous if no one else goes with this horse. And so, um, you know, the worrisome for me would with picking Owendale is, is there going to be enough pace for him to close into? And he was just so impressive in that one turn uh, blame stakes, the local prep for this race. And, you know, there was no confidence in me that day that this horse was ready to win going a one turn mile that day, but he has bulked up so much from his three to four year old campaign. And he just looks just massive. And so, um, you know, hoping someone can go with pirates punch cause that'll make it a little bit easier for him. But I think Florent Drew will sit him a little bit more tactically just because he needs to, he won't be as far back as he was going one turn last out. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and the same thing could be said with, you know, by my standards of how much bigger and uh, bulkier he's gotten as a, as a four-year-old is he's shown, you know, so much form back and when he was a three-year-old year. And, and he's been, you know, so great this year, but he's also had the perfect setup in all three of those races. And so uh, he's going to be one of those that maybe needs to prove it a little bit to me. And then you got Tom Seta, who's just the class of the class. And so when I'm playing the exotic wagers, it's these three favorites, but I'll probably play the race vertically with a little bit of an interesting uh, spin in it, but it's definitely Owendale for me on top and just hoping that someone can go with pirates punch to uh, get him a, a better setup than it looks on paper. I'll be yeah. interested to see what uh, Owendale goes off at four to one on the morning line. You know, maybe by my standards gets a little bit more money. People look at those recent performances, get a, fall in love with him. Right. You might actually get like a, I don't know, a nine to two, five to one kind of number on Owendale. That could be pretty, pretty tasty. I'm sorry, Megan. I think I cut you off. No, you're fine. I was going to agree with Kevin in that I do think that Florent Drew is probably going to be a little bit more tactical with this horse. And what I think is so interesting about him is his best races and his toughest races have been when he's been far off of it in graded stakes company. But if you actually dig in this horse's form, 
he is not incapable of being closer to the lead. His races back at fairgrounds and even Churchill Downs early on at the allowance level before he took that step up, he was much closer to the pace, if not setting the pace himself. So for a horse like that, I agree with Kevin. I think he's so versatile in his abilities. It's really going to serve him well in a race like this where you look like you, it looks like a one, you know, pace kind of projection that we're looking at. So I, I agree. And I mean, Brad Cox has just been on fire, right? Uh, can he get oh, any better at this point? <laughs> he's going to be our leading trainer. I don't think Steve Asmussen can catch him. And so, I mean, That's I would pay too, money. Right? I would pay money to watch Brad's horses work every Saturday. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just murderers row over there. And so it's, uh, and, and the same can be said with how Owen Dale's been working into this race too. Would awesome. you say just out of curiosity, because by my standards, you know, Kevin, there's always that like buzz horse derby week. You know, like the local horse, like the like one year it was hence for Steve Asmussen. Every now and then it'll be a Dale Dan's Roman's my horse. Favorite. Oh, Dan's. Yeah. But oh. like by my standards was that horse last sure. year, right? Like he was the local buzz horse that everyone was talking about with the way he was training. Does he look the same or maybe even better coming into this spot? What's the buzz around him now? Kevin, do me a favor. Sort of hold that thought. We are at twenty nine minutes. I need to actually put this in the bank. We're going to come right back on the horse racing happy hour. We didn't even notice that we went 29 minutes. Um, not shocking. Uh, but uh, three people sitting around the bar. Um, so we're going to actually go to break real quick. We'll be right back with Kevin. I promise Kevin will get you to bed before nine o'clock. Um, and uh, uh, you are listening to the horse racing happy hour. All right, welcome back into the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Did you get it, Megan? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks it's so easy to be the clink person. It's not easy. All it's right, not easy to in. be the clink person. Yeah, I didn't is. know. <laughs> See, these are things. Uh, Louis Robos <laughs> alongside Megan Devine and our new friend here, Kevin Christine Churchill Downs, uh, again at race, uh, Horse Racing KK on Twitter and um, find him 6 p.m. Uh, Friday night on ESPN 680-1057 uh, with Inside Churchill Downs with Darren Rogers. Who else? Is Scott on that show? Who's on with you guys? Scott's on, yeah. yeah Scott, okay. We have to have Scott on there because, I mean, he's the <laughs> handicapper out of the bunch. We're just filling it in, letting him roll. I mean, <laughs> you, you didn't mention, Louie, we're neighbors. I mean, I could walk down to your house. We could share a drink right he's now. He's not See? even kidding. I mean, like, there you it, go. I mean, like, I think... I didn't appreciate you, by the way, standing up during that break and throwing a rock at my house. I'm, I, that's not nice. Yeah, you scare my kids. Not nice. Um, but anyways, I'm sorry. Also, Megan Kevin, asked you. Kevin, the first guest we're having on the show, too, since I've at least been on Correct. the Rock Happy Hour. So this Correct. is like a really big deal, Kevin. I don't know wow. if you knew that, but it's like I'm breaking your honors. guest maiden. There yeah, you are. 100%. You're winning by like 10. So. <laughs> that's awesome. So, all right. So uh, Megan's essential question before we had to go to break there was just about by my standards. He was the, the Danza or the, um, uh, <laughs> Danza is my favorite. I'm sorry. Uh, and, uh, um, of, of last year's, uh, uh, backside buzz horses for the Derby. She was asking physically if he's running into shape and you're back there, Kevin, what can you say about that? I feel like he's just more mature in his workout patterns this year. You know, he was a horse that, would always want to have one speed and he just wouldn't want to go. And so um, it was sort of he and Mr. Money were Brett's two big horses last year. And uh, they would have sort of the same physical attributes on the racetrack. They just would want to go. And I think this horse has just learned a little bit more mentally to, to shut things off. And uh, with the growth that he's done physically and mentally, I just think, you know, you're just seeing a, a more mature horse coming into form this year, both on the racetrack that we've seen first three starts this year and just the way that he's prepared for them too. 
I'm really glad you said that as well, because from a handicapping perspective, that means a lot to me. I mean, with horses like that, that are super keen, um, it's one of two things. Either they, you know, go out there early and they are, they have, they're a need the lead type, right? Or, you know, you try to bring them back and then they just run themselves out in trying to fight the rider. But a horse like that, that I think is naturally precocious on the front end, but has developed the ability to rate within that maturity that you just described, to me is even more dangerous as a contender because yes, he can be forwardly placed, but he's not necessarily expelling so much energy and trying to be even faster and trying to fight the rider and trying to just run through the bridle. So to me, that makes him even more uh, of an inviting kind of selection for this type of a race because now he is slightly tactical. So I'm really glad to hear you say that. That's entirely why I asked you that question. <laughs> and uh, just so uh, fans of the show know, I'm, I'm a huge Gunrunner guy and uh, Gunrunner's performance in the Stephen Foster is one of my favorite live performances that I've ever seen by a horse. He was uh, Such a cool horse. Oh, totally dominant that night too. So, all right. So uh, the last of the, of the uh, stakes races at Churchill Downs is the regret. Which, this is a, this is, a, these are all in a pick four, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They're all right in a row. Right? That's right. Yep. One of my favorite wagers. That's uh, a, well done by your team, Kevin. <laughs> and a $250,000 guaranteed late pick five. So if awesome. you want to throw in a, the seventh race, which is the five and a half turf sprint, which I have no clue in, uh, you know, play pick five. <laughs> right? So they, all they, in the first leg. I was going to say, they make it all button for Single, 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 single with Kevin's yeah. selections. <laughs> so the regret is the uh, the last of the stakes here, nine furlongs on the turf. Uh, Kevin, uh, other people who listen know this is my favorite route at Churchill Downs. Uh, I love where they start. This, this two turns on the turf, I, I adore it. And so um, $100,000, three-year-old fillies. Um, Crystal Cliffs, Dominga past the plate. Some really nice horses in this race, especially for a grade three. Goodness. Um, what are you looking for in this race, Kevin? I like how you give him a multiple choice option, though, before yeah, he no. gets to say. A, B, C. <laughs> right? Uh, there's a lot going on in this race. <laughs> I mean, we could probably talk for another segment on this this race because there's so much going on. Crystal Cliffs was so impressive last time out at Churchill. So and so I mean, and it was interesting. So, you know, backstory, I'm my day off and of course you know what else am i going to do after i get to training i'm 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 at i'm at churchill but then i'm like oh what else am i going to do oh wait the casino is open over in indiana so i i hightail it over there and i'm buddies with chris landeros and so I go over there and watch him play a few hands of blackjack and sitting on the blackjack table splitting sixes against the two and uh he said hey who entered that regret and i said Maybe you do need to slow down the gambling, Kevin. <laughs> you are my favorite kind of degenerate. This is great. Oh, I did play the I played the pick five at Acid Boy on on Tuesday night. He so. did. He's I been love. texting me. I'm like, I'm not. Twenty second pick five. Is just, it's, I texted her. And she's like, Good lord, there. What's going on? Yet? Oh, it's a terrific. Actually, I feel like of the minor tracks, minor. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out to Winnipeg, Manitoba. Shout out the um, you get you get a legitimate race there like they're really trying it's nice i, I enjoy it i'm and a heck of a race caller too i love the, he's awesome the race yeah. calls he's yeah. awesome yeah uh so anyway oh so splitting sixes <laughs> against the two correct and so chris and i are, you know we don't really talk about the races all that much i sort of give him some advice of how i see pace scenarios shaping up and he's like is grant's philly in that race which is crystal cliffs mm -hmm. and i said yeah and he said man she was so impressive last time out and he's the horse that he's on this race vitez Yes. Which I found out is a Polish pronunciation. I don't know if you can speak Polish, Louis, but it's don't. Vitez. So. Uh, <laughs> and so he was like, man, she's going to be so impressive in here, but I really like my horse too. And so for me, uh, I, I'm leaning towards Crystal Cliffs a little bit, but I yeah. do think Vitez is worth a shot because she only ran three and or so lengths behind her 
in a runner-up finish last time out at Churchill. Yep. And so it, there's a lot going on in this race. Uh, yeah. I'll probably spread pretty deep right. in the right. pick four. I think I'm going three, four, five. And then I think Chris Horses, the Vitez is maybe yep. 11. It is 11. If yep. you're looking at P-Pen. So pretty good memory. I don't know how I remember those things. But anyway, <laughs> three, four, five. Because uh, you have a problem, 11. Kevin. That's why. Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, but, man, there's just there's a lot of talented fillies in here. And, yeah. you know, with you mentioning – Megan with the, the pick four and uh, it could be a little chalky. And so maybe this is, if you're constructing your tickets, this is going to be a race where you can be able to spread in, in some of those wagers because there are so many evenly matched three-year-old fillies in this race and it's going to shape up to be one heck of a race. And, you know, with a three to one morning line favorite, if you're right in this race, you're going to get paid vertically. And so right. yeah. you just have to sort of find, you know, uh, that key in the exactest tries and supers, and you can probably really get paid in this race if you hit it vertically. I, I love the fact that we end the sequences, both the pick five with the guarantee and also the pick four with this race, because right. you're right. If you pick your spots correctly, I mean, this could be a really big payout in a turf route race like this. Louis mentioned right. how much he loves them. I love them too as a worst right. player. So it's if you are careful enough with your ticket on the front end and you have some really confident opinions or some solid opinions by listening to you know, horse racing KK, then uh, I, you could get paid well with this last leg. So I couldn't agree with you anymore. I think this is going to be probably my favorite race on the card. Minus like all the other storylines with all the other horses that we talked about. But this race for a horse player, right. I'm like strolling. Purely from a gambling price perspective. That we're going to yeah, get. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. so excited. Totally. <laughs> One of my biggest pet peeves. So you mentioned like Assiniboia and all these other tracks. And yeah. when you're, you know, I'm a pick four, pick five player. And right. in your last race of a pick four, or you know concluding the race and it's just a terrible race and so that's what you know i've been always frustrated as a horse player when you know at the major circuits if you end the race with like a nickel claimer or yeah. you end the sequence with you know 16 non two and it's like i get it it's a full field but man this is a tough race to try and dissect right. especially if you know you want to try and and uh you know uh have a a, a sort of a, a backup plan and, and gamble on that race vertically in case you don't hit that wager and mm -hmm. so I remember talking with Ben Huffman, our vice president of racing. Mm -hmm. I said, man, there's anything that you can do to end each one of these cards because it ends a pick five, it ends the single six, it ends the pick fours with, you know, a solid race. And so it's all this meat. It's either been, you know, full field main specials on the grass, this race, the regret. Yep. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a fun race to end the sequence because I mean, it's, it's the get out race. And if you're right, right yeah. in this race, it's, you're going to get out from the, the day of gambling. I mean, even today, the last three races on a Thursday, all had purses over eighty thousand dollars, right? I mean, mm -hmm. or at worst seventy-eight thousand, or whatever that number is at Churchill, you know. So I mean, you know, the, the quality of the horse was was there. There were things that you could really look at in your handicapping. So totally agree with that. Appreciate that. I love it that you're reaching out to to him and making sure that uh, that Hoffman's on that. So um, all right, anything that uh, anything else that we need to know that's going on down at Churchill Downs? Are you gonna uh, besides ho ho hold on? Besides, I'm asking the, if he can sneak he, me in on Saturday. Damn, he, what you doing, girl? Okay, I'm sorry. I just, I'm, I, my degenerate is coming out. Degenerate divine is here and she wants to know, uh, he mentioned, uh, an Asmussen horse in race five at Churchill Downs. And I would just like him to elaborate. There's, there's two in there. Uh, you, as a horse player, you know, who Steve likes to ride on his horses, Mr. Santana. So fantastic housewife, Ricardo Santana. Do a little bit of homework, churchilldowns.com backslash handicap and get your free PPs. There it is. Teasing it right there. There you go. Uh, yeah. 
Shameless so, you know. uh, promotion is like welcomed on this show. <laughs> it's not a drinking rule yet, but like it probably will be only hey, because we love it so much. <laughs> Kevin's on 680. He knows Drew Diener's tagline about uh, about being on radio, help your friends hurt your enemies. So yeah, no, that's that's totally acceptable. The um, All right, so who are his two horses in this race that you can just kind of mention off the top? Uh, in the, the fifth race? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, is it Ashahan? I'm gonna go. Amani's, I'm gonna go, Amani's eagle, right? Okay. Oh, I Amani's was just eagle. about to go video list and pull up my PPs. There you uh, go. Like, I didn't feel bad because you put him on the spot. I put him on the spot. It was my fault. You, you, <laughs> it's actually race four, uh, so even better. Oh, uh, oh, oh, okay, good. See, this I, is, say, I would some, have said race there's some five, races and race then five. I would have been yes. The number seven whiskey double. Okay. For Steve Asbison. I think they only paid like 800 and some thousand dollars for this horse. Only. Uh, yeah. Only almost yeah. 900 grand. <laughs> so no big that deal. guy could call Megan. Really yeah. And, and he's, <laughs> this is the first, I think of many, uh, fast Asbison two-year-olds that he's going to unleash. I think mm-hmm. between here and Keeneland and Saratoga, I think the best is yet to come. Hold the cliche on there with, uh, his two-year-olds. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'm still not over how volatile ran the other day, so um, still recovering from that. Oh, I know. So, so that was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. Freak oh, show. It was, was freak really show. Good. I loved it. Yeah, it was It was classic, like, oh, Matoli retired. Oh, volatile. Hey, how are you? Right? The new oh, Matoli. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, I hope so. Oh, man, it's just a terrific run. All right. Well, Kevin, we appreciate the time again yes. at Horse Racing KK on Twitter. Again, he is on Inside Churchill Downs, ESPN 680-1057. On Fridays at 6 p.m., you can catch Kevin there. And then um, if we ever get to go back to Churchill Downs, uh, Kevin's the guy with the, uh, with the rectangular glasses and uh, short haircut. The only thing <laughs> I need to ask you on the way out, I got two questions for you, Kevin. You're a Philly guy. Absolutely. I'm wearing my Philly shirt on. You are wearing a Philly shirt. There you go. Yeah. Best cheesesteak in Philly. Uh, it's not one of the two major places. Attaboy. Uh, Where is it? Jim's, Jim's is okay. my favorite cheesesteak. Awesome. Okay. All right. And are you having a boy or a girl? Oh, I my gosh. You <laughs> <laughs> tried to get you, though. Although. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to text I mean, your wife right after the show. Be like, I need to know. <laughs> if you can tell what color this is. There we go. The, there it is. All right. So uh, we will not release the video. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, all right. Well, really I don't know if, well, if you ever. My mom's not a horse racing fan, so I don't know if she and my dad would watch right? this, even though they would want to support their son, but I don't know if they would watch it. Just in case. <laughs> if you ever want a good impetus case. to not have more than one kid, come by my house. You can hang out with my four kids. Louis has like um, 17 oh. kids. It's the same amount of languages that he knows. <laughs> I speak more languages than I have children. Settled down. Okay. All right. Um, anyhow, well, Kevin, we really appreciate the time. Uh, have a great great weekend this is a terrific card i hope uh, i hope everything goes well i haven't even looked at the weather which terrifies me a little bit um hopefully hopefully it's not <laughs> 900 degrees and they have to pull vino roast yes. again so um but we we look forward to seeing you hopefully uh towards the end of the year in the fall all right yeah the, I, as do i hopefully i get to see you all very very soon all absolutely. right well, real good well that is kevin christie Thanks, from Churchill kevin. Downs. thank you kevin absolutely all right have a good night man all right see you guys yeah New dad, Kevin Kirsten. Kevin Kirsten, we're gonna KK. I mean, it's exactly <laughs> KK. It's really, it's really right that we uh, have him on the show, though, because like you and Mike are like the daddest of dads, or as I said the other day, like the raddest dads. There so go. I just feel like this is so the right bad. platform for KK oh, to guy. come on. What? He's gonna learn. walk past our house with his pregnant wife and go, "Oh my god, I don't need more than one." <laughs> so terrible. Except that, I'll, like, the only, immediately the thing- go get a vasectomy. <laughs> 
the one thing that might save it is that he might see my wife and be like, wait a minute. It yeah. didn't hurt her. It just hurt him. Like what, what's right. going on here? So, <laughs> sure. Your wife is a babe. And for, She's I mean, cause that. nobody knows because we don't do it on the air, but like Louie's <laughs> wife and I have become best friends. Yeah, like it's, when it's I funny. finally get back yeah. to Louisville, like I am specifically going there to hang out with yeah, Louie's wife like, and like my friends from college and stuff too. But I mean, I'm going to have to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I guess I have to go record this podcast with the guys. Right. But like, really, you know why I'm there. <laughs> you two are going to be on the back porch. I'm going to have four kids attached to my list. 100%. Gonna be We're going to be like shopping for shoes online. <laughs> exactly. Whole the Zappos thing. freaking so. things are going to be up. I know what Zappos yeah. is. We're going to be influencers. Oh, it's terrible. All right. Well, um, this is so strange without uh, Mike slash Mark here. Who like, <laughs> the I best know. part is. I'm, I'm doing a terrible impression of him, by the way. No, oh. you're doing a fantastic job. The best part. <laughs> part about this is is that like mike popped up on the show because not all of our listeners i know you know, Probably didn't know what that this was, can yeah. see it oh. like he comes up <laughs> just this bearded man in the hills of west virginia somewhere right <laughs> his icon pops oh. up and his video is there and then it says like audio is trying to connect and then oh. he was gone just and gone. that was it, it was just, just gone like the most oh. west virginia thing that the banjo happened. started playing and we never heard from mark again yeah oh, I, like God. i'm a little concerned but also like <laughs> we're doing we're busy you know so like you're gonna have to wait mark oh. but um all right there's yeah. no but it's easy... funny because you and i you and i right. like go head to head on the show a bit sure. right with our like so mike is like our mediator <laughs> he's like our right. and we don't have him so right. Right. we're just off the rails today <laughs> people also don't know that you and i talk during the week and that yeah. you essentially spent the last two days just yelling at me and people don't what? know that yeah just by you did, did it via text message it was very it was very polite i wasn't yelling <laughs> Were my texts in all caps? I'm totally kidding. The, um, I was no. very passionate about a particular topic that you and I talked topic. about. Topic. I know. And uh, <laughs> I felt the need to express my opinion. The best part was when I was talking to a friend about, I was just like, I, I feel so bad because like I just, I ranted without meaning to. But the best part is I started off a text with, this is the last thing I'll say about that. Right. And here's what you need to know. When a woman says that, she, she just getting started. Right. <laughs> like, she yeah. The rant has just begun. <laughs> my, my giveaway in my house is when my wife says, do we agree that? She, when she starts a conversation with, do we agree that dot, You're dot, like, yeah, dot. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, uh, there's no argument. There's just not argument. No, I'm not, I'm not that stupid. We're, we're uh, goodness, uh, we'll be 17 yeah. years this August. And uh, Good for you guys. one of the That's things amazing. that you learn in marriage is that you, uh, when you hear things like, do we agree that the answer is yes. yes we agree. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a good thing. KK lives like eight houses away from yeah, me. Uh, I would yeah. hang out with him, but I, my kids don't go to bed till like eight 30. So he'll be asleep mm. before I get to talk to him. Actually that, that poor guy has oh, his sleep. Oof. Maybe you guys can like Oof. lunch. Oof, poor guy. <laughs> All right. Well, there's no easy way to transition to this, but this is when, um, Megan and I talked the news from the last weekend. Yeah. We put out a Twitter poll. We got a nice little response. Who, who caught your eye last weekend? And I uh, had Tisla, Gamine. Um, yeah. Cripes on my Alexandra? Uh, nope. Nope. I know I have that on our show sheet. Let me pull this up now that I'm doing a terrible transition. But Gamine was the winner. Was the winner. I think. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Quickly by, by not a lot, actually. So what was really? interesting is that, yeah. And so I'm, I was kind of interested in that because... Um, Never mind. She's more than doubled his law. Yeah, I did have Alexandra in here, and she <laughs> Alexandra got a lot of votes actually. A decorated invader was on here as well, just to um, mm -hmm. you know, just to have that. But um, but he but I was pretty impressive that way. Sure, but you know, 
but whatever i needed four horses for belmont and so um but for you it was gamine as well go ahead and talk a, a little bit about gamine i just you know what, what did she go off at i'm gonna have to look that up what the final price was um because i know even right she was the favorite but like in my opinion handicapping five, the race, five? i think she was three I, to five actually i genuinely thought she should have been like a one to nine that's how you felt uh, yeah. and that's because I don't know that, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed by what she did, but I'm um, a little disappointed in the field. So, right, you know, it right. kind of like, I don't know, reigns that in a little bit, but um, I felt like going into that, that she was an absolute single. She was a one to nine shot in my opinion. Uh, and that was because of what we talked about last week, like her performances so far. I know she didn't go up against Graded Stakes Company in Oakland, but again, she ran just as fast, if not faster than the Swiss Skydiver race. So I felt like she was a serious contender taking a careful route. She was taking like a conservative route to get to this point. And I'm just even more excited to see her, you know, turn up against Swiss Skydiver, surely, and maybe even The Voice, who knows? Either one of those horses, I think, in this year's, three-year-old crop of males could be competitive. What's interesting is, you know, there's a lot of news out there. People are immediately jumping and Mike was one of these people and I don't blame him. Oh, put her in the Derby, put her in the Derby. And I get it. I really do. I understand. But of course there's a nomination process and all those sorts of things. And and can she run in the Travers? Is it open? I actually don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that either, actually. So because that might be a good good spot for her. And, um, I, I don't know if the Travers is it. What is the what is the Philly version of that? Is it the test? Well, that's a sprint race. That's a sprint race. Okay, yeah, she yeah. Is that seven oh. for like? Okay. okay, hold on. I'm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just three year olds. So yes, it's open then. Yeah, Turning right. To Wikipedia. Got it. Okay, and so I don't. Turning know. to Wikipedia. It would it be really interesting to. It, it is a. It's an opportunity to watch her go the the classic distance, right, mm-hmm. and really find out if she can do it, right. And so I wonder what, though if that would be the spot that Baffert would pick because. Of I don't think he has a horse for the being what it is, you know? Right. Well, I think it's a little early. I mean, he still has authentic. He still has um, Uncle, what is it, Uncle Chuck, right? Or, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, those horses for sure are going to pop up. But, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't put authentic on Gamine's level at this point. I mean, not, not with what I just add blinkers to be fine. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and the Tizzle Law was impressive in the Belmont. Uh, he got the trip that he wanted. Uh, but it... it I don't know if you watched the race the same way I did. It, he was never not winning, right? I mean, just he got in that that attacking position. He was there nice and easy um, and and not a lot of work from his jock, and yeah. he just kind of coasted home. Yeah, it was more of a grade two, grade three field with a grade one horse. So it That's was right. just a matter of him being the classiest with a bunch. I still tried to beat him with the other horses, but yeah. – um, and I like Dr. Post. That's one I, to keep your eye on for sure, who ran well. He seems to be rounding into form really nicely, but – you're right. I mean, it was just a walk in the park for Tinsel right. Law. So, you know, it doesn't take away from the fact that, you know, Barkley Tag has done an excellent job with this horse and continuing his training and keeping him healthy and putting him in the right spots. And it is still a Belmont Stakes winner, right. horse, rider, trainer, owner, etc. cetera. Um, but and the horse yeah, it wasn't months the most... between races. I mean, that's not a small amount of time, right? And he looked fresh. He looked really good. Right. And so, you know, what, to, to have a three-year-old look really good off of a a minor layoff. I don't know if three months counts as a layoff, but, um, Mm. you know, just, you know, to have them look that good. I I was, I was very, very impressed. And so, um, I think the, the, the only race that really saved my pick five on, on, uh, Saturday was Oleksandra winning in the, in the J in the Jaipur. Um, 
I even said on the show, gosh, I think the six furlongs will give her more time to attack the front. And boy, that worked out great. And um, <laughs> if you if you have a horse like Jay, uh, like Alexandra, Megan, who's a six year old, she's running great. She's in great shape. Mm-hmm. What do you do with her? Do you run keep running her against the boys, or do you you pick out those those mare races, those Philly and mare races where you feel like you've really got a leg up on the competition? I mean, you have so many more options. So yeah, the right. fact that she can run against the boys, so that's really the the main thing. Um, so I think you just put her in the spots where where she belongs in the type of races that she prefers. Um, so I think it speaks. I mean, Got Stormy is like a perfect example of that, right? right? right. So I think she's along the same lines and. Um, she was racing. She only had one race in Australia, I believe, because she is an Australian red mare. Uh, interestingly enough, out of or by rather Animal Kingdom, but um, out of a whose progeny Af- by the year out of, the, out of a South African mare too. So she's just like a lot. Animal of Kingdom's stuff. progeny this year have been really good. I mean, yeah, it's been a really good year. Yeah, they're definitely turf horses. Um, but right, yeah, of course. She was at uh, Newcastle, which is a mm. pretty decent racetrack there, and she finished a good second with Blake Shinnaboard, who actually spent a, I think it was a summer riding at Arlington Park for uh, Westerboard. Okay. But um, a great jockey there too. But she, I remember her coming to California, and I was excited about it because I was doing some work with Sky Racing World, who does the Australian racing, and yep. she was disappointing in her second start here. But it was the only time they tried her going long on the turf. So she is just so clearly a sprinter um, that I, I just think she's fantastic. And she um, was able to go six and a half furlongs and she didn't do so well that day. But I think they really found the groove with her. And she's really rounding into form. So Neil Drysdale's done an excellent job picking spots for her. Right. And uh, the, the last thing I have in my notes here is that field pass won again, um, this time on the turf at Churchill Downs. And uh, we had a caller last week, I think it was Trevor, um, who asked about field pass, what his ceiling is. And I, I don't know that we saw his ceiling, but he went to the front, won, um, I think his third third jockey in three races, something like that. So it's just just a good horse, doesn't need a specific type of ride or anything like that. So that's that's really tremendous. And I really feel like, Megan, this would have been a kind of horse we would have seen on the undercard at like an Arlington Million this year. Yeah. You know, like a grade two, one of those where, you know, he goes up to one of those turf courses at Arlington. And so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up the rest of the summer. I, my sense is he'll stay here. Right. And, um, um, uh, train here. But maybe some, have to, they'll have maker has a, he usually has a string at Saratoga. There you go. So, right. you know, he'll probably be there, there um, go. for the better turf races, I would think. But I mean, yeah. Cause, cause what does he have here? He'd have some races at, well, he'd have some races Kentucky at Alice. Downs. But he would have Kentucky Downs. This right. horse for sure will end up at Kentucky Downs. I agree with you. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, cool. Well, we are going to go to break here real quick, and then we will come back. We will talk the Belmont card. They have four stakes races as well at Belmont. And actually, um, well, let me look at my notes real quick. Two grade twos, a grade three, and a grade one. So very cool card over at Belmont. We will talk about that next here on the Horse Racing Happy Hour. <laughs> Finally, I figured out what it took for a long, long time. Now there's a about. All right, welcome back in Horse Racing Happy Hour. This is Louis Rebo alongside Megan Divine. Megan, fun show Hello. so far. Great to have Kevin on. Oh my gosh, he's, he's honestly one of my favorite people on the Kentucky racing circuit. It's also amazing that in a town of a million people that everyone lives within eight houses of me. Um, it's, it's sort of <laughs> remarkable. 
<laughs> but that's kind of the thing with Louisville. Like everything is 20 minutes away oh. from each other. Yeah, you know? no, you're not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, 40 minutes here in LA, 20 minutes. in. Louisville. I try to tell people and they're like, oh, you know, I'm flying in, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'll pick you up from the airport. And they're like, no, I don't want to, I don't want it to be. I'm like, no, it's seven minutes from my house. Like, yeah, I'm not, no, not making that up. Fine. Oh, can we stay with you for Derby? Absolutely. It's seven minutes from my house. No, it's not. Yeah, it's seven <laughs> minutes from my house. All right. Well, yeah. um, all right. So let's talk a little Belmont. Um, so races yeah. seven through 10 are all in the, um, mistakes category this weekend um mm-hmm. good mix and of, all included in the late pick five too yeah and nice mix of uh turf races uh the different turf courses and some dirt races uh older horses younger horses so um a nice card here so the race seven is the vagrancy handicap which is six and a half furlongs on the dirt so if you know that the belmont track essentially you start in the middle of the the backside uh, the back stretch there and then you you run around to the front of uh, Belmont there. It's a great $300,000 uh, fillies and mares three and up. There's a really interesting horse in this race coming off a, uh, a second time off a layoff here, Megan, that was just a monster last year, which was come dancing. Um, okay. And, uh, and so I was wondering if you, you like come dancing here coming off the kind of interesting first showing, not really great, but the workouts have been unbelievable. This is a super classy horse. Where are you in this race? not land on that okay. also i think i'm like a little concerned with the workout times okay. I, i'm not a trainer let me just say that yep. however i think five furlongs in 57 and four is either yes very impressive or scary and she ran her race in that workout got it and so i kind of am a little bit hesitant uh it, i would have to see it to to really figure out where i stand on that side of the fence but um I went with the one in here, Royal Charlotte. I think that she needed the race last time out for sure. It was it was a, just a stakes race, a listed stakes race, and she should have won. Yes, I agree. However, her one bad race, let's call it, uh, or two, was the Grade One Test, which was Cafefe and Sarah Gay Empress and Bella Fina, and right. it was just loaded with talent. Um, and I think the seven furlongs is a little too long for her. So I drew a line through that. And then I drew a line through the Raven run at Keeneland because it was the seven furlongs. And I know we're talking about six and a half and six, and it shouldn't be that much of a difference, but with sprinters, it kind of is. And um, I think that that race was obviously flattered by Bell's the one who came back and performed so well, right? Who was the winner of that one. So if you draw a line through those two races, this horse has not finished worse than second and all in very good spots. And this is this was we talk about the buzz horse and whatever before the test royal charlotte was the buzz horse she actually went off at i believe second choice and i think that it's valid and i think the talent is there we just needed to find the right spot and the fact that this is a grade three and not a grade one i think this is her race to lose for sure and at seven to two on the morning line um with a couple of other horses in here who will likely take favoritism like come dancing or shalone who i also like um I, i think that she's a really smart play all right, you and I agree on this horse. Which really? Oh my everyone, gosh! Everyone should play this horse because those what? horses. Are, those horses went six for seven last weekend. So okay. um, Royal Charlotte here. I like Irad here. I like second time off the layoff. Um, so yeah, I agree with uh, your assessment here. I'm so, assuming. So I'm what I should assuming. say is, what I should start it off with is, do we agree that? <laughs> Don't do that yet. Yeah, save, that, save that for the poor sap that marries you. The, um, uh, um, but yeah, so seven to two here, hopefully, right? 
ticks up to four mm-hmm. to one, four, you know, nine to two, that kind of number, that would be really great. Um, I, I agree with you. She's just peppering the board. And um, so yeah. I think that's there. I'm, I'm hoping that for this race, not overall, I'm not ro- rooting against a horse here, but that come dancing just isn't ready to go yet or, or uh, spent her energy on the workouts, like you said. So, mm-hmm. um, so in the eighth uh, race, the next race here is uh, on the inner turf. It is the New York. It's a great two quarter million dollars. Classic distance, 10 furlongs, Phillies, and Mare 4 and up. And um, it's chalky for me, Megan, but I'll let you go first. I ladies first. Uh, you know, I kind of debated on this race, but the gut feeling when I first put the numbers down, I went one six seven. Okay. However, I then moved the seven, me and Mary, up. Yep. Because as a practicing handicapper, I have to live by my own, live and die by my own rules. And she is absolutely lone speed in this field. Right. And I think her races were good enough. Um, and I don't find this field to be particularly uh, overwhelming, I guess. Uh, and I think that, I don't know, I think that it's going to work out pretty well for her. I think the more distance, the better. Like last time was a, a nice effort. It was her best effort. And she also had some trouble too. Like right. she, there was a lot happening in that race. So, the fact that she's lone speed potential, I think really moved her up in my book. I mean, you might see a, a little bit of pressure from the four full sold or maybe the five, but I just don't think that they're as fast as her um, early on. That being said, I do think that Christophe Clement has a really solid horse second start in the U.S., who granted hasn't won yet here, um, but has some nice races from Italy. And then the six is Mississippi, Mississippi for Grand Motion, who also trains the seven, Mean Mary. But they have opposite running styles. So it's one of two things. Is me and Mary the rabbit for the six Mississippi? Or are they both in here, you know, with a really solid chance? And, and I just felt like I don't see me and Mary on a, you know, seven length. What was that horse's name that Mike Maker trained? Something kitten who was like the rabbit for the longest time. Do you remember that horse? He was a chestnut, I think. There are only like 700 horses named kitten. No, I know. But I'm going to, I don't remember right now. It's going to come to me at some point. But, um, I don't see her being that. So I think she holds her own in this. Yeah. I had one seven as, as being chalky and boring, but it was essentially that the seven would get out and the one would try to run her down and you would get some kind of that combination at the end. And that would be how the race would play out. Reminds me a lot of last weekend with sweet Melania. We just kind of assumed she'd get out front. And I liked another horse in that race that I can't remember now. And I essentially said, just play the exact because she's not going to catch sweet Melania. That's exactly what happened. Thank goodness. And so, um, uh, it feels the same way to me here. I do think Mean Mary is has one advantage over Mississippi, which is the six, is that she's already had that first start off the layoff. Mississippi right. is coming, hasn't worked um, since, or hasn't run, excuse me, has, has of course been working, but hasn't uh, run in a race since uh, Santa Anita in the, uh, in the Breeders' Cup. So uh, I'm just... My one well, concern, though, is that Mississippi is a grade one, grade two horse, and Mean Mary is a grade three horse. No, that's right. No, that's a fair, that's a fair thing. I, I do think, though, that sometimes you can mitigate that by being the horse that's out front. And yeah, so um, if, sure. if that's the case, then me and Mary can overcome those things. Uh, but no, it doesn't mean that Mississippi isn't a, a classy horse. Of course she is. But um, yeah. I'm just, I'm counting on the one and the seven being up front. Um, this even feels like one where I could play a one, seven, one, seven, all kind of trifecta. Won't mm-hmm. be exp- expensive in a seven horse race. Um, and so, uh, but in a longer ticket, I would play one and seven in this race. Cool. All right. So, so scary that you and I agree so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing work now. It's not good. Um, so in race nine, in the is the True North Grade Two, hundred fifty thousand dollars, six and a half furlongs on the dirt. This is for mm-hmm. four and up, and um, so names that people probably know actually. Megan, so Diamond King, Promises Fulfilled, Friends A Fire, 
Yep. And uncomfortable question, but I want to ask it. Um, Friends I Fire, I'm sure other people have thought about this, right? Previous trainee of Jason Service. Um, I can't be the only one interested in how these horses are training now, how they're going to run now that they have new trainers, that they're, you know, their, their lives are just different now. Do you have a thought on that? You know, um, there was a headline that I saw, to be honest, I didn't click on it. That was like the service and Navarro horses were starting to get back in the winter circle oh, good. Um, on Twitter. But I, I honestly didn't give it the gratification of clicking on it. Um, <laughs> sure. And I don't know. It's so hard because you don't know if the same circumstances surrounded every horse, um, if some were less affected than others by the illegal activity going on. So I don't know. Um, I think Kelly Green is a very competent trainer. Um, I don't know. This this race, though, seemed to me like you could take a couple. On a first glance, based off the past performances, the eight is a single. However, given what you just brought up, I think that you have to spread a little bit in here. I think it's it's eight, seven, pretty much just eight and seven, actually. All right, so you and I finally disagree on a race here. So, um, I, no. So I'm actually going to try to beat the favorites here. Um, no, no, it's okay. Um, it's actually Yorkton, and this is my long shot of the week. So Louis' long shot music. Um, yeah. So, um, I, by the way, I almost had a perfect weekend last weekend. I mean, I know, it was I know. almost almost perfect. Early pick four at Belmont, middle pick five, and my freaking long shot missed a super favorite by a neck mm -hmm. almost hit it. So I'm hoping Yorkton is the one that finally comes through for me. I'm tired, tired of placing with these horses. Yeah. Um, but Yorkton and for our listeners out there too, like yeah. Louie has been doing his homework. Like I'm concerned that <laughs> I'm going to cause a problem. Like we, this show is going to cause a problem within his marriage. Cause he's like staying up late watching replays and looking at all the forms and getting different reports. And like, he has stepped up his game. Look, it's just less likely that we're going to have another kid. So my wife's <laughs> plenty happy about it. So, um, <laughs> uh, no, they already have like 17 children <laughs> minimum yeah we have a tlc show named after our family the uh <laughs> but no but yorkton has run second last two times out in really good company at gulfstream park i'm hoping that form's going to translate here up to belmont and so i'm just i know it's a six-year-old horse i'm just gonna ride yorkton here i'm gonna guess that friends they fire Oh, bad joke. I'm, I apologize in advance for this. Isn't going to fire. I am so sorry. I if you turned off the <laughs> you show. You have to I drink totally for understand. that. that terrible. <laughs> I, man, I'm sorry. I'll allow it. The council will allow it. And I don't trust promises fulfilled at all. Um, and okay. so uh, I'm promises fulfilled is one of those horses. I'm trying to think of another horse uh, that got like that for me. Um, Hinge roll. <laughs> Yeah, no, right. Hidden Fulfilled has been much horses. more. To be fair, Promises Fulfilled has been I, I'm way all promises more fulfilled. successful. Yes. Oh, absolutely. What, no, you what know I'm what saying is, is though, about this horse is that I think he's. Well, never mind. In a I pick just, five ticket or something, if you leave out the seven and eight and they hit, that's your fault. That's yeah. not at all what I'm getting at. When I give you a yeah. long shot, it's someone that I think can jump up in a race with mega favorites, yeah. who can also uh, a long shot pick is is an automatic across the board bet in my opinion totally and so i think yorkton's a value play here i think those three horses that uh, the two horses the seven and the eight are going to get a ton of money and diamond king's going to not going to go off at five to one he's going to be nine to two four to one he's going to yeah. he's going to garner a ton of bets there so i think you can get a 12 to one 14 to one kind of number on yorkton to me totally worth it um give him a shot here he's gonna he's gonna go to the front 
and who knows what that means in this race. Um, so sometimes your horse can get up front and get loose. You can win a six and a half for a long race and um, you smile all the way to the bank. So there's my long shot of the week, Yorkton um, in race nine at Belmont Park. All oh. right. So we'll go to race 10 here. Okay. The Just a Game. Here's our grade one for the day. Um, and this is uh, $250,000 a mile on the Widener turf course, which is the outer turf course. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're ever trying to remember which one is which, uh, the outer turf course is wider. It is the Widener. There you go. This there is still some years for it up. And um, only, seven, <laughs> only seven horses here. Oh, we, Mike started that last week. But uh, hey, we're, hey, hey, we got a young crowd, people learning this stuff. If you live in Louisville, you might not know what the name of the courses are at Belmont. That's fair. Totally. Um, but seven horses here. Um, Mike and I are obsessed with following fillies and mares because they run longer and you can get to yeah. know them. You know, we got a great example of that um, in the Florida Lee at, at Churchill Downs this weekend. Names you're going to know, which is awesome yeah. in this race. Bo Recall, Got Stormy, Valedictorian, Newspaper of Record, Uni, even Zofell, I feel like people know, right? And so if you follow horse racing, these are, these are, these are the female horses you really know. Ton of class in this race, Megan. I love these kinds of races. Um, I think my first like cool call on the radio ever was I picked concrete rows at Churchill Downs on Derby day over oh, really? newspaper of record. Yeah. And um, it was because of my stupid rule, which is I love Julia Leperu in route races at Churchill Downs on the turf. When and the wind is going Southwest exactly at it. 20 it was. miles an hour. That day it was a uh, nice little four to two hit start my day. It was good. Or nine to two. Oh, excuse me. I uh, love Louisiana. You got me that's the old one, but I, so that one I'm never going to get I'm never going to get But a ton of class in this race. Essentially, we have two favorites, co-favorites, Uni and uh, Newspaper of Record. Talk to me, Megan. Okay, here's what you need to know. Saturday, I just pulled up. Convenient for me. I grew up uh, eight miles away from Belmont. Yeah. I don't know if that's a humble brag. But, um, it is not. So I have the weather for my oh. hometown on yeah, right. my phone, right? Because I'm just like, like to see what my parents are experiencing. Um, so I just pulled it up. And on Saturday, there is a cloud and a uh, lightning bolt. Oh. So it is supposed to storm. However, there are not raindrops with that. So take that as you will, which is okay. important because <laughs> newspaper of record, who is eight to five on the morning line, the four horse for Chad Brown. I wholeheartedly believe, and many people also do, that this horse needs soft going. Got it. If it rains, newspaper of record. Great. It great doesn't. Picture. Awesome. Other. <laughs> right. And, you know, I do think that she's classy and I do think she's talented. I'm not taking away from that. However, she has run her best races when it is a yielding turf horse. She just has. That's just fact. Like, it's just fast performances. So keep an eye on what's happening if it downpours and the track is yielding. Newspaper of record. Otherwise, I think this is a spread race and I think you can potentially get a little bit of a price in what seems to be a relatively chalky sequence as well. So I went with the, I did go with Uni on top. I think that she is um, super, super talented. She, you know, finished ahead of Got Stormy. Both of those horses are very good. So they are, you know, it's kind of, if you like one, you almost have to like the other because right. they run into each other a couple of times. Yep. Um, I just think that she, didn't she win an Eclipse Award? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So she's super talented. Um, run against the boys. So has Got Stormy. Both those horses are very, very good. I, I also think if this race unfolds the way I think it might, where, you know, there's a lot of class in here. Um, the pace projection is a little spotty because you have some from valedictorian who's a three, you have newspaper of record who will likely be out there on the front end. Who knows what got Stormy's going to be probably just sitting off the pace there. Um, Regal glory. I don't, I don't know what to do with that one. So in my opinion, I think Regal glory is probably going to be a little bit of a 
horse for them to chase. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think this kind of sets up for a number of different horses. If you're looking for a long shot, I think Bo Recall could be your girl. I agree. Um, but I also am not counting out the foul at all, who I know you have liked before. Yep. So. No, it's a, it's a, it's amazing. Seven horses, and I like six of them, right? I mean, it's really no, exactly. This no, is one of those great races. Race. But it's a, yeah. this is the kind of race, and it sounds so stupid to say. I, I believe me, I'm not naive to this. But this is the kind of race where you single, stupid, or you race. go like all. Like yeah, there is right. no in between. You can't be right. like, mm, I just like three horses. Like that's not right. no. Like one or all, right. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, for me, Bo Recall is the off the board pick here. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I love that tip about uh, newspaper of record liking a softer surface, a more yielding surface, whatever. Um, that's really, really interesting. Uni just has just tons of class. If you want to try to beat a yep. horse, she might be it just because of the layoff. Right. Um, and so that might be something you look at, but you cannot look at her numbers and think, oh, I shouldn't bet on that horse. There's just no, nothing about God, her. No. There's just nothing about her. <laughs> jockey, trainer. I mean, all horse, of it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, Uni makes sense in every possible measurable way. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And, and the fact that, by the way, too, yeah. to, to add to that, her last race was the Breeders' Cup Mile. What I think is so important about this, yes, she only finished a, a length and a half in front of Got Stormy, the way she did it. Right. It was easy. Right. Is what's important. So the, the margin might not have been as great, but the oh, she's classy. Just I mean, the she's, way she did it. I mean, it looked like classy. she could have cruised by and just continued to beat this field, you know, forever. So right. I, I just, I don't, I don't even know if Rosario like touched her with the stick. That's how easily she did it. Right. So I think when we talk about watching workouts and stuff, that's our replays as well. That's what we're talking about is how did they do it, not just what was the time or what was the result. Totally. So to me, she is the obvious. Either you single or you include with all. And by the way, ton of ton of traffic at the end of the mint julep here at Churchill Downs last time Zofell ran, mm -hmm. and um, she was still willing to fight in that traffic. I like how she finished, even though she did finish third. So if you yeah. wanted a twelve to one shot where you get a where you get Brendan Walsh and you get Javier Castellano, I mean, there's nothing wrong. With she the she lacks Zofell. the class, but she totally. has the talent. That's exactly right. So, but I, what I'm saying is, I liked how she was fighting. There were like six horses at the finish line in that race, and she yeah. was not intimidated by it, which is awesome. So, yeah, um, that's a good way to build your class, if you will. And so, um, the only not class in this race, <laughs> valedictorian. Oh, that's another bad joke. Um, <laughs> are these all just dad jokes? Is that what I've turned into? Is just dad joke central? You, you are, have to drink when you do dad you jokes laugh. now. No, that's you laugh. That was a legit no, laugh. No, 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 no. Everybody laughs at dad jokes. <laughs> you have to drink when you do a dad joke. I don't dad joke. I'll drink All right. So that's our and, um, just just to, you know, for show purposes, uh, Megan's Maiden is Kevin's oh, pick right. in, the, in the fourth at Churchill. It's a seven-horse whiskey double. He did, he did my job for me. Like, I, so that's just what it so is. You actually weren't prepared for the show is what you're saying? No, I was, like, super prepared. <laughs> I disagree with Kevin. <laughs> so whiskey double. Isn't it like a really four. busy day for me? <laughs> I'm totally busy. I have two dogs. Um, the, uh, if I only had one, I would understand, but I have two. The, it sounds really pretentious until you know that I was literally mucking stalls this morning. I know. And then you were actually on so, television gaming network. Is that what it's called? Television gambling or television gaming? Is uh, gaming. Yeah, television gaming. Sorry. I, yeah. I said the wrong word and it got in your head. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so I didn't know it was called television gaming until today, by the way. Didn't know that. Didn't know what TVG stood for. Had no idea. Wow. Okay. It's like I imagine people actually don't know what ESPN stands for. You know, so. 
I don't. I think it's the Entertainment and Sports Programming Network. Well, there you go. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Right. I'm sure someone will tweet now us. That's not what ESPN means. <laughs> Go ahead. Come at us, trolls. Right. Raise our engagement. I That's dare exactly you. Right. How dare you find us on Twitter where we publicly put ourselves out there. Boost right. our social metrics. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> All right. Well, what we learned today is that we're going to replace Mark with Kevin Kirstein. And, um, I, I do miss Mike though, you know, totally, totally. I do, oh, but awesome. Kevin for, I mean, and you guys obviously have, you've been, the show has been around and you've had guests yeah. on and everything like that, but he was my first guest That's right. for when I, since I have joined the show. And, uh, I mean, he was just so fantastic and yeah. he's a great guy. I honestly, if you don't follow him oh. on social media, you're doing yourself a disservice. I essentially, he is an excellent guy and he honestly works so hard and, is everywhere that you want to be so do yourself a favor and follow kk and um just to kind of follow up on kevin um at churchill downs it, it is everyone should know that's local here in louisville how cool of a team they actually have behind the scenes there oh my gosh i mean yeah. just really honestly a bunch of really nice people that that work really hard to um put together a great product but think about think about the idea that that kevin kirstein who's in publicity goes to the vp of racing and says hey put the card together like this. It's more interesting. And the guy listens to him, right? It's not well, this like, Oh, get out of here with your publicity stuff. And it's so hopeful too, because I feel like in racing, Kevin's in his thirties, right? Yeah. But in yeah. racing, we've talked about this before, I think, and, and the industry in general, but on the show as well, like it is very much of a kind of an old school mentality and a little bit of a Luddite industry. And, and they don't, they're not quick to adapt to things or, or even have great communication. Right. Um, but I feel like Churchill, and, and you know, they get slammed a lot of the time for like just caring about Derby Day, but that's not the case. I mean, right. look at a day like Stephen Foster Day, right. look at everything else. And and uh, no, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think the fact that there is so much intercommunication between the company and, and different people in different roles and the respect that comes along right. with that too and, and what each of the team members brings is so admirable. So uh, I'm a huge fan of KK. I'm a huge fan of Churchill Downs anyways. I mean, you know, I went to school in Louisville. I can't help but love it. You live there, Louie. You get it. But, Essentially, uh, I'm just so glad we could have him on the show. Churchill's the south end of the Louisville campus if people don't know, right? I mean, they, they essentially yeah. abut one another. It, it's, the city is really laid out that it's the university, Churchill Downs, yep. the fairgrounds, and then the airport. They're all in one big strip. And, um, you know, so all of those things kind of combine. And, uh, and so, yeah, no, it's, it, it was great I having him on. And, go ahead. I used to say, I was a, fun fact, I was a tour guide at the University mm. of Louisville in my senior year. And on my tours, I used to say, we are a mile and a quarter away from the most famous mile and a quarter in the world. There it is. So. I, um, <laughs> I had to take that tour as a new faculty member at one point. Did you? I did. <laughs> I don't think I we overlapped. I wonder if I gave you your tour. <laughs> you wouldn't remember. I had a dude and he was awesome, but I don't remember who he is. He was really great. But anyways. Um, we had a great group of people. There you so, go. Shout out to the Cardinal Ambassador. Shout out. All right. Woo. So um, cards. I'm excited about <laughs> I'm excited about the weekend. Mike, we miss you. Uh, Kevin, thanks for jumping on. I hope he's alive in West Virginia. <laughs> like, really, started. though. We never saw Mike again. <laughs> oh, God, the show would be so bad without Mike. Oh, all right. Um, what would so I do for our ratings? <laughs> I know. Mike, come back, please. The, uh, all right, well, good enough. Uh, again, thanks to Kevin. He's at Horse Racing KK yep. on Twitter. Definitely go find him. Uh, like Megan said, you get a real sense of horse personalities following Kevin because he does go into the barns and actually visit with those horses. You, you see them sticking their heads out of the, out of the stalls and kind of getting to know who they are and if they want to interact with yeah. people or not, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and the one thing I will say about that too, on a closing note on Kevin, is that there are a lot of people that 
want to be in that position and right. will force themselves into it as well. Kevin is not somebody who comes, at least to my knowledge, from a horse background. He's not. That but- being said, he has gained the respect of so many horsemen out there because he has been around and he has been respectful and he has put everybody in the right light. And he's just a, a fan of the game and a promoter of it. And there's a big difference, I think. And I think he does an excellent job in crossing that line. And from somebody who's outside the industry, looking in and getting in and everything provides that. So big fan. Well, there you go. Well, I'm a big time fan to pay the too. Tab. It is time to pay the tab. But uh, Megan, yes? longest show in, uh, in show history today, you well, and me. <laughs> Not so shocking. Um, we need Mike to keep us all time. But we will talk to you next week here on the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Into the world, closing time.